What's up, Cloud Gamers? Welcome to another episode of CGX Cast. I keep confusing Cast with Talk, but this is a Cloud Gaming podcast where we talk about the latest and greatest when it comes to the Cloud Gaming news discussion and just topic for the week. So we have some interesting stuff. We have special guests this week, um, but stuff that we're gonna be discussing. Gamescom is huge this week. Again, uh, we got some special trailers of announcement of stuff that are coming uh, when it, it comes to the cloud. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some of our pros, some of our cons. We'll also quickly add some cloud gaming news. We know that you know Luna got their September lineup. We know that GeForce Now got the GFN Thursdays. And then also Google Stadia got their twos, Google Stadia Tuesday announcement. So we'll throw that in there as well. But let's just get started. And again, we'll include you guys, people uh, who are on the panel, who, uh, who are watching. We'll include you guys in today's show. But let's take a sec and um, get the members of this panel's reaction, just check in with them, see how they're doing today. So to get started, Duncan, how are you doing, sir? And um, just let us know what you're playing on what platform. I'm absolutely awful today because I just watched Liverpool. And I'm just <laughs> really, really frustrated after watching that. Yes. Uh-huh. But, but, oh, but uh, gaming-wise and other things, I'm absolutely spot on. It's been another big, busy week for me. I'm playing a game which I can't talk about, which is absolutely class, and not the and not the game I was talking about before the show either. It's a different oh. game. So I've got I've been playing uh, unannounced game. Uh, oh. I have uh, also dropped into some cyberpunk uh, this week on GFN, and I've, again I've been racking up the hours in GFN. But it's been another great uh, week for me gaming. That's awesome, man. Good to see you gaming, for sure. Monkey, how are you doing, sir? What have you been playing? What platform? Absolutely nothing <laughs> this week. Sorry, guys. I was out of the game. I was not well. Unwell. Uh, the big man was trying to get me down to the depths <laughs> of hell, but I managed to drag myself through. Um, no, I did play. Do you know what I did do last night, late last night? I jumped into Destiny 2 on Stadia to check out the crossplay, see how quickly we could get match made in that, and I'm oh, I'm so glad that that's there now because all of the content I have for Destiny 2 has been purchased through Stadia. So all the extra raids and the strikes through the the three um, season passes and whatnot and expansions that I've purchased are all locked by Stadia, but I couldn't run them on my own man because there was there's no one to play with and you can join as many clans as you like but trying to coordinate and get everyone going was just an absolute nightmare so i always ended up playing it on the gfn or or through maximum settings and just sort of running the same raids over and over again um other than that absolutely nothing i've been too unwell unfortunately but we're we're back now we're we're raring to go as they say (laughs) I just have to say, man, I was a little concerned for your health, man. And, you know, we've been chatting it up on Discord. Good to hear that you're doing, doing better. No, it's thanks, crazy man. crazy week for you. Yeah. Thanks, man. Cheers. For sure, for sure. All right, so you guys know on this podcast, we like to save the best for last, which is always our guest. We have the 
guys, let's call them. I was gonna say boys, but I know some people sometimes don't like their references. Call you guys the guys from Sound of Stadia. Yeah. Really enjoy y'all stuff. Really good stuff. It's a cloud. Uh, it's a Stadia focused uh, podcast. If you guys are nothing about it, so it's good to have you guys on here, Richie and Chris. Do you just wanna give people an update on what you've been playing and what platform, and just a little bit about what you guys do for sure? Yeah, certainly. Yeah, of course, Chris, Richie. Two-thirds of our Sounds of Stadia team. That's our channel. Uh, we bring you a weekly Stadia and gaming news podcast. We round up all the news uh, and kind of similar, exactly similar as this, like kind of a discussional uh, form. We have a chat back and forwards, pros, cons, uh, everything basically around gaming discussion. We do weekly live streams, let's plays, first looks with uh, and including the community. Uh, we've been doing it for... Well, coming up two years now it would be going from strength to strength absolutely loving it having a fantastic time engaging with loads of new people and uh yeah that's what we are our game is at heart we play everything uh me personally uh, i'm just wrapping up on mass effect 2 as part of the legendary edition um never nice. played it before so i'm yeah. just getting to the end of the second game having a great time with that and i've also just jumped back into ghost of tsushima for the director's cool. cut um, which is probably one of my favorite games the last couple of years. So can't wait to dive back in and do new game plus with the uh, expansion. That's awesome. Yeah, having a great time. And obviously my co-host here from the side quest show as well, Richie. Yeah, so you make me want to play Ghost of Tsushima again now, but I keep t- <laughs> at the moment I'm playing Control well, on PS5. Um, yeah. I, I just... I've tried about three times to start that game, but then I keep getting taken away to do other stuff or I'll just be busy in life. And it's been another one of them weeks where I was like, I've put about an hour into gaming this week, unfortunately. Nowhere near as much as I wanted. <laughs> but hopefully tomorrow, tomorrow evening, I've got no plans. I'm going to sit down and get, get in, stuck into control. Go. It's one of them. I'm enjoying it when I'm playing, but I can go like a week or two between like sessions when I'm playing. Yeah. But, where, you, where are you playing control? Um, PS5. Okay. Cool, cool. Good. Good stuff. Always good to see, you know, hear what games you guys are playing. I know, again, you guys cover Stadia, but as, as a gamer, you know, games catch interest. So it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've said all along, like, that's always been our mantra. Like, we want, we don't hide behind the fact that we're fans of gaming in general. Like, yeah. you, if you listen to any of our shows, we are critical when we need to be. Like, there's, there's no denying it. And I'm sure we'll talk yeah. about it at some point through this show as well. Like, especially when we get into games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is we're all gamers. Like, we play everywhere. I have a Nintendo yeah. Switch. I'll have Game Pass as well. And yeah. like, if you're a gamer, just enjoy enjoy your games where you can, regardless of your, of your platform. For sure. And that's For what sure. we have been doing. Yeah. I, I would have to say that's something I really appreciate about your show. Like you guys call it like it is. You know, if if some if a game is dope, you guys let us know. If it sucks, you guys let us know. If Stadia is doing well, you let us know. If they're struggling, you guys let us know. So I appreciate the honesty and consistency with your coverage for sure. Yeah. But good stuff overall. But yeah, let's check in with you guys watching again. Uh, we are going to try to include you guys in the chat. So do me a favor. You guys see that poll there. It's really cool to just continue to see it switch between, you know, in the middle of the podcast. So let us know which platform you thought had the best showing at Gamescom. Hit a, uh, one of those four in the, in the polls and we'll continue to watch that. So let's just say what's up to you guys. Calm is good to see you on here. 
in the, in lead i always want to call you indeed in lead it's good to see you in here rishi i think this is you right makers of chaos always on here good to see you rz good stuff man good to see you zero games zero games for me good to see you host where are you bro where are you man good to see you though hold so i know you're busy just like joking around with you all right so we have polar good to see you as well all right so let's get right into this man we got so much to talk about we're going to start with amazon luna and again the way we're going to do this um is we're going to talk about the news for Luna or, and the other cloud game services. And then we're just going to talk about Gamescom and the appearance. And if, you know, they were talked about this week at all when it comes to Gamescom. But just, sorry, before we do that, I've been playing a lot of Psychonaut 2. I'm surprised no one said that. This is a huge game they released uh, for Xbox Cloud Gaming this week. I know GTP and Chief was on here. They probably would have mentioned that, but that game has been in a lot of my time. It's such a dope game if you guys haven't played it, and it's one of those games that's utilized in the new um, series X Blades in the cloud. So great performance overall, and that's been taking a lot of my time. Um, and then I've been testing this out. I want to see if you guys can guess what that is. I'm not going to show you guys, but something that's right there, which a video is going to be coming out on it soon. But let's get into this, man. Amazon Luna, right? So you guys know they give us their September lineup. And the games that are coming to this platform for the month of September is Dice Legacy, Enter the Dungeon, and Olija. I hope I'm saying that correctly but let's just check in with those games and again we'll talk about the gamescom presence here in a bit but what are your thoughts about uh, amazon luna getting these games in luna plus for this week so to get started duncan let's start with you on this one yeah more games at that low monthly price for luna not over here yet so obviously we can't really go too much into that we are patiently waiting or not so patiently waiting uh, I think Luna has actually backed off a bit. They're, they were stepping things up a couple of months ago, and it looks like they've just dropped dropped it. I think the, the new word delay, again, has hit them bad. I think we're going to be talking about the delays later um, when we come on to other platforms. Uh, but again, they're adding more games in, uh, which is absolutely great to, great to see. Uh, out from them games... Uh, <laughs> It's more much of a muchness uh, with them again. There, there's a, Enter the Gungeon, I think, is the, is the big one there. And that is, I think, if, if you haven't played that, you're, you're missing out because that is a load of fun. Okay. Okay. Thanks for the update. So you watch Gamescom, Duncan, right? I did um, indeed. Okay. So we, we saw a big game announced for them which is, you guys know, Amazon Studios working in the new world. They showcased a new trailer, which looked epic as heck. I mean, if this trailer done entice you to get this game, like, I don't know what else would. But you saw Amazon's uh, Game Studio logo on this, but Luna was nowhere mentioned here. Just, what's your take on that, man? What, what's good? Like, where was Luna for you at this event? Do you want me to give me? Do you want me to give me or tell you what my rating of Luna Gamescom was? Sure. F. It's it's, it's plain and simple. Okay. It's, it's a straight F. Fair they enough. did not. They did not appear. 
so if you don't appear, you don't get anything. Technically, or you can say they did appear with Far Cry 6, but nothing else uh, was really announced okay. for them. So it is a straight F for me. But I wasn't expecting anything from Luna at, at Gamescom, to be absolutely fair. I do not know what is going on with New World. Uh, that, we know that's going to Luna. But why haven't they announced it yet? Are they worried about cannibalizing some sales and people might not buy the game uh, because of, they know they can get in a subscription? Or is it not common at all? I, 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 I just, I just want to know what's going on because we do know that the store page or the store this thing turned up on Luna. But I think we just have to suck it and say and see what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. And hopefully we will hear something because New World goes into another beta next week or two. Okay. Uh, so hopefully we'll maybe hear something about that. Right. Yeah. I think it's open beta officially, right, for, uh, for New World. Okay, cool. How about you, Chris? What's your take on uh, Luna's September game lineup and also the, you know, them at Gamescom? This year. Yeah, it, it's great to see they're getting more games. I think that's it's kind of similar with all cloud platforms. They just add more and more to the library. Um, not a massive list of stellar games. I think Enter the Gungeon is probably the best out of those three. Um, Dice Legacy is an interesting one. It's kind of like Age of Empires meets Dice Roll game. But other than that, the, the three titles as a collective, not not ringing any bells for me massively out there. In, in terms of a presence, like Duncan said, we don't have really haven't had a chance over in the UK to even... Yeah, I did have an email the other week briefly saying, do you want to sign up for the beta? And it was some kind of like US faulty one that sent out. And obviously I followed, <laughs> jumped through all the hoops just to be told right at the very end, still not available in your country. Yeah. So yeah. that's doing that's doing the rounds. But in terms of, yeah, presence, I think with New World, it, it's got to be coming, surely. Like you wouldn't have your own in-house studios, your own cloud platform and not push that as like your front runner of like a main one, maybe with some exclusive perks. Uh, especially with the whole kind of mouse keyboard uh, kind of PC leaning thing. Well, aside yeah. from that, I think New World looks great. Um, I'm hearing loads of great things from the betas people have played. Uh, I've heard loads of people refer to it as kind of like the next World of Warcraft potentially, just not in terms of scope and size, but in terms of similarities and people, they're always looking for that next big thing to jump into. Yeah. So uh, it looks great. I know Tom from our Sounds of Stadia crew, he's got in on one of the betas. Um, he's given us some great feedback and he's thoroughly enjoyed his time with it so far. So it is just kind of like like Duncan alluded to, just when are they going to kind of stamp, seal, and deliver it and say, actually, yes, it's on Lunar. It's going to be our one of our arguably flagship titles on the platform. And will it be included with um, Lunar Plus, more importantly, or will it become its own separate PC caveat thing? Who knows? But, um, in terms of Gamescom presence, again, yeah, bare, bare minimum, so can't really rate it if it didn't show up. Yeah, sure. All right, thanks for all of that, uh, Chris. Your thoughts on that. Appreciate it. How about you, Richie? What's your take on uh, just the September games and also the appearance at Gamescom? I think we're largely in agreement here that um, the standout one of there is Enter the Gungeon, which is the only one I actually played. So um, it's the only one I'd actually even heard of before before to like tonight. So and Enter the Gungeon is a good is a good get. It's not a huge game, um, but going to back New World, I, I just wonder with Amazon Luna with it still being officially in a beta and not. Um, well, like released worldwide yet? Are they just keeping keeping down on the um, the marketing, so they're not going to get New World associated with Luna till they're ready to really launch Luna prop worldwide? Ooh. That's a good yeah. good way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. definitely want to continue to watch and see um, 
you know, as Luna gets closer to release in New World, if they'll, uh, you know, combine the both of them. But, yeah, it's a good take on that. Yeah. Okay. Monkey, what's your thoughts, man? Yeah, I think I lived to what Richie said uh, just there not so long ago. I believe that uh, when... I believed, sorry, that Luna was going to launch sort of worldwide, possibly still in beta, with the release of New World. Uh, with the delay now, um, it's got me thinking, I think a couple of guys have already alluded to it, um, would it be worthwhile putting that game on Luna? Because that could directly affect the sales with the reach that Amazon had, um, you know, with a the millions of Prime members that they have, then they're going to drop those emails. They're dropping those emails, you know, in America right now. It's going to happen over the rest of the world once they finally do come out. Um, are they ready? Obviously not. No mention at Gamescom. Kind of don't really expect it from them because they are still in beta. They are still in the US only. Um, yeah... I, I don't know what to make of Luna right now. They're just really slow playing it, and I can understand it, but it's also frustrating because I want to get my <laughs> hands on it. I want to see what it's like because you guys over in America yourself, GMR and uh, GTP and Ben, you know, you, you folks are loving it. You're saying that the streaming quality is really good. The graphic yeah. details is really good. Everything that you're looking for in a cloud platform. So, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, just, just poking it with a stick, like, do something, you know that meme, like, do do something. <laughs> um, yeah, listen, everyone's basically covered like, my my thoughts as well, so I can't really add anything other than do something, please. True. So I just want to take a sec to say uh, welcome as a new member. We were just talking about this the other day. We are in the process of really looking into our membership and revamping it, but really appreciate you uh, just becoming a member. just want to take a sec to say thank you. And again, more stuff are going to become to new members, so stay tuned for that for sure. But, um, you know, with Luna, I, I think this is quite interesting in New World. Um, we t- I heard you guys mention, like, you know, you don't, they don't want sales to like to be affected, right? If if it's including Luna, it probably wouldn't make them as much money, right? Kind of like what Microsoft is doing with Game Pass. So my thing is like how how important is Luna to Amazon and how important is their like exclusive games to them, right? Did if they differentiated it, right, again, New World will probably make more money. I feel like they'll probably lose money, right? If they put that game on Game Pass with all the money that was invested to create in the game. But at the same time, that is something that can, I said Game Pass, uh, Luna Plus. But again, that's something that can push Luna Plus to more people, right? So again, this in a way kind of tells me like which one is more important to um, Amazon. I know Xbox... Game passes, right? They are willing to take the hit to put the first party same day release on the platform. Is is Luna willing to do that? And I think this is going to be quite interesting to see if they're not with New Worlds, then 
the way it, it tells us like you know like which which is their priority i'm thinking um but yeah this is this is quite interesting as far as like game com- gamescom like duncan was saying the fact that they were in there uh is 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 not good maybe they're not ready but i would th- i i think luna's working on things in the background that we're not aware of um and you know they don't have to like let, let us hold on one second let's <laughs> Yeah, I think with all of this, it's very much kind of the chicken and the egg scenario where we've got, of course, the game studios existing prior to Luna and then Luna coming out and everyone just, just like, I would assume that you'd have it on the same platform, but I think we're right in thinking that it will it eat, eat into the sales? Does it create a different kind of image of, well, actually, you've got this amazing new title that's going to be everywhere but it's not on your platform and kind of the optics of what that gives off. It's a very kind of, it's a good place to be in because you've got the game exclusively made by your own studios, but then now we've got the dilemma of, do we put it everywhere? Do we limit it? Do we keep it on our platform? And I can, it's, it is that kind of chicken egg scenario where we don't know what Amazon's approach for it is and which one takes priority because similar to chicken and egg, nobody knows. What to yeah. I just kind of think that either, either Amazon don't think Luna's ready or Amazon aren't ready to push mm. Luna global yet. So they're just playing the long game. So I think they're just trying to keep the two, the, the game studios and Luna as separate entities for the time, probably for the time being. I don't necessarily think they're probably looking in, they probably are looking in the detail. They'll go, well, if we put this on Luna, will it eat in, eat in sales? But then they've got, oh yeah, you can get this on Luna. Then everyone goes, well, no, you can't because Luna's not available outside the US. Mm longevity wise as well it could it could possibly bring in you know loads of revenue for the you know the monthly subs if and that's only if the game is going to be as big as we sort of expect it to be this mmo open world style of game you know will it be as big as eso probably not um those games are going to be really hard to to you know um Oh, the words have left me. Uh, you know, to copy in, in the years to come because everyone wants something new. They, they don't want the same old sort of um, same style of games, just done in a different sort of manner. At the end of the day, they all have craft and they all have the open world elements. They all have the daily challenges. How engrossing is it going to be? Is it going to keep everyone coming back? And can it make Luna money over you know a long period of time, say a year, two years, three years? Who knows? These are the questions that we're going to sort of soon find out. This sure. is the ironic, weird new world, pardon the pun, that we're going into with cloud and subscription. How like Game Pass is totally shaking up the entire industry and thinking, right. where is the value at? Where does the business make money? Where is like Game Pass undeniably is one of the best deals in gaming right now. Like the value is unprecedented that you get for it. But then from the business side, I know we spoke about Outriders coming out this past week saying like they don't know if they even broke even on making the <laughs> game yet. And like the people can fly questioning Square Enix. And again, that's from like a long, long-term perspective. Amazon must be looking at this thinking, if we stick this on Luna, what's the what's the return and subscription rates? Right. As opposed to if we just sell it for full price, right. is that balancing the books? But then there's that long-term game pass idea of, well, actually if it's great on the optics for Luna, if it brings us in millions upon millions of potential subscribers, is that not the better thing? So the, there must be people mm-hmm. in their finance department crunching numbers and spreadsheets and looking at all this stuff, thinking, making good cases for both parties. And 
again, only time will tell with this cloud and subscription model, like how it's going to pan out long term. So I, sure. so I do feel ahead. sorry for the um, the finance team between Square Enix and people can fly, man, because they did yeah. not they did not expect that game to be so trash, man. That's why it hasn't made any money because it is one of the worst games to come out in like the last ten years, one of the most hyped and one of the worst releases, and it's still bad to this day. Like just such a dreadful game. And it was really disappointed from such a big studio when people can fly. One of the biggest disappointments the last few years is that game. Probably only second to Cyberpunk. So from what I heard, you guys are talking about Outriders, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. From what I heard, um, I, I thought there was an article that stated that they broke even the first week or something. And then sales-wise, I thought they... they talked about like having three or four million uh, members right wasn't that the case I thought they, they, they had a well. phenomenal launch, launch and everyone was right. playing it but then there was the so the money they're expecting was revenue from Square Enix who were the publishers who said basically right. when the games broke even covered all its bases that's when everything basically gets unlocked and they get the payments from them okay so and it's something it's, to do with that and okay. it doesn't seem again they did this it was the shareholders it was right. the people can fly actively said to the shareholders like we don't know where the bonuses are and square enix seem to be keeping the news to themselves which <laughs> which baffles me that a developer and a publisher don't share that kind of information right, between right. That's parties crazy. but then again different shareholders it's business and either either but uh yeah it's, it's very interesting one that it did so so well but then this goes back to the game pass model has the Game Pass sales or lack thereof because of subscriptions hindered the actual out and outright purchases of the title? Yeah. Because uh, I think Control, actually, going back to that as well, that broke even around about the three million mark, and that game cost a lot less to make. Yeah. yeah. But again, that's the world we live in. You need, you make a brand new IP, you get all the hype up, and then if it, if it doesn't, if it ends up being a dud or not having the longevity and return on investment, it can disappear because, as we all know, the game industry moves at such a clip, such a pace. It's always yeah. what's new. It's always what's around the corner. Yeah. I mean, Outriders only came out a few months ago, and yeah, no one seems to be talking about it anymore, yeah. especially on certain cloud platforms. Right. Ray says he wants his money back, man. And I'll be honest with you. I This was a game we're really looking forward to here, and I played only, what, like 45 minutes, and the performance, I got it in Stadia, and it was just so bad. And I checked back and still was having issues and never touched it again. But I agree, man. Just overall, not not the greatest performing game for sure. Yeah, but, the Stadia part's terrible yeah. as well. I, I haven't got it. I'm glad I dodged that bullet. I was like, <laughs> I was really, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed the beta. And then when it yeah. launched, you know, when you get that feeling in your stomach, it's just this yeah. isn't the game for you <laughs> at this moment in time. Right. Didn't buy it, dodged right. a bullet. But yeah, the... The priority for fixing the different versions of the game is it's from a development studio. It's it's embarrassing the lack of. I mean, you see it on social media how little communication they have about when they intend to fix things and patch yeah. it and yeah. the version of the game running. But then, ironically, I guess they're not getting money from their publishers, so they don't have the funding yeah. to pay the people to do the <laughs> to game. Do it. So like, it's it's kind of like a catch twenty two circle <laughs> yeah. we're in. It's, but yeah, it's, it's not a good it's look. But that's that's the unfortunate position where Stadia is is in. It's mm-hmm. they, they yeah. don't have they don't have the numbers to justify them to prioritize yeah. it, and that uh, I would say that with other games as well. 
uh, does anybody know if Humankind's been patched on Stadia yet? Because that's just got a load of patches on PC. This is this is this is the sort of trap that Stadia is mm. in, and being on the different sort of uh, tools as well. It's 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 not a it's not a good look. And going back to the Game Pass thing, Game Pass actually looks like it's actually helped Outriders because that's what actually tipped Outriders. Outriders was under the radar, but as soon as it got announced from Game Pass, the, the mm-hmm. Google trends and things like that just took off, and that's when all the Xbox community started talking about it, and then the hype sort of started to really yeah. get generated for it. Yeah. So Game Pass is a, an interesting beast. Mm, sure. Yeah, I think that can be a bit of. I think I think it can be a bit of a double-edged sword because Game Pass got people interested. Oh yeah, I've got Game Pass. I'll give it a go. Everyone tried it. Right. It wasn't a, wasn't what the thought it was. wasn't <laughs> wasn't very good. So everyone left the game. That's where true. if it, if it wasn't on Game Pass, it might have had a smaller initial launch, yeah. but the developers might have had more time to fix the issues yeah. before they get suddenly crucified for it. Sure. So it's an interesting situation. In the catch twenty-two. Yeah. And Phil Spencer was saying uh, this week that, you know, a benefit of Game Pass is just having the ability to, in a way, test out games. And you're right on that, right? These The guys, probably some guys just tested out, saw that it didn't run well, and they're like, you know, or saw that the game wasn't just as fun. I liked it. I thought it was fun. I just had performance issue. But, yeah. Well, just might I think from a enjoyed. from a consumer's perspective, Game Pass is going to be very good because as more people can just try almost try before you buy using yep. Game Pass, yep. that means developers are going to have to make sure the games are coming out <laughs> in a better state than exactly. that sometimes has happened in the past. Exactly. So, which is good for Microsoft overall, right? Because your game is going to be tested by a large majority of people with Game Pass. So, okay. they're going to have the best ports, hopefully, of, of games showcasing the platform. So, just, just remember, Microsoft doesn't hold in a gun to these developers and publishers' heads. That's true. They, it is, they are wanting to go on to Game Pass because the deal that they've been offered yeah. is good enough for them. So, uh, there is just so many caveats to that. If you want to have a good read on how Game Pass, the good things about Game Pass for developers and publishers and the bad things, go read the Eurogamer article from a couple of months ago. Overall, it looks like developers and publishers are making a hell of a lot of money on Game Pass. And some some indie studios have got basically their next three games paid for up front because of going into Game Pass once. So there is lots of swings and roundabouts mm, on, yeah. on that. Yeah. And if you're an indie developer, you're going to take that, right? Like that's if you're exactly. just your future right. secured by just making this deal. And yeah, not as many people might play your game or more people might play it. And like Richie's alluded to, if it ends up being a smash hit, more people are willing to try it out if it's just part of a monthly subscription than True. dropping $20, $30, pounds, whatever it may be. But yeah. yeah, it is a double-edged sword where people can also try and go, eh, I'll move on because there's another hundred games I could potentially <laughs> try out instead. And it's like sure. your, your time is like so perceived so differently when everything's just a la carte to choose yeah. from. You kind of get greedy with it and you just want a bit of everything. You don't dedicate exactly. to like, if you're buying a game, a game for $60, $70 outright, don't know about you guys, but I commit to playing that as much as it's getting my money's <laughs> worth. So yeah, it's such a weird world we live in right now with all this stuff. Right, right. So back to Luna uh, real quick. So uh, something I was just thinking, so you guys were all talking, right? Imagine if with Luna, they don't have to worry about. So we, we talked about 
if New World came on to Luna Plaza, it'll help boost it, right? Just like how if Halo Infinite came to Xbox Cloud Game and X Cloud, it'll you know attract more people to service. But we've talked in the show about how Microsoft, uh, Amazon has 120, you know, Prime members, right? And we've talked about them attaching Luna to your Prime membership. So maybe they're not too worried about like gaining, um, you know, members because once they activate that, that wouldn't be an issue for them. They'll already have 120 plus by, you know, next year, right? It might even be higher than that. So maybe numbers is not a game that they're willing to play with um, New World. And so um, when they activate that 120, whatever that number might be, right? That's 120 million people instantly able to access New World whenever they put in Luna. So they might just like release it and then later on bring it to the platform once that's activated. Just what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, they could also drop Luna onto Luna. Sorry, New World onto Luna um, as a purchase option. We know that there's already that too. Yeah. there's already um, DLC available to purchase for certain games as part of the Luna Plus subscription. I think going forward, they will probably have some games for sale. Um, I think it's going to be a slow build to it. Who, who really knows? That's the thing. We're just sort of guessing. What do I want? I want as soon as Luna, uh, as soon as Jubal comes out, I want it on Luna and I want Luna to launch everywhere so that we can play it for six ninety nine a month instead of shelling out 50 quid because at the end of the day, I'm a Scotsman and my wallet is welded shut. So um, in an ideal world, that's exactly what I want, but it probably won't go down that way. Um, it's Amazon at the end of the day, a company well known for scheming. Um, I don't think they're going to give, give us it for free. There's going to be extras added on to subscription with games like that. There might even be another channel as well down the line uh, for like Amazon only games, uh, so first party games, depending, yeah, yeah, depending how many that they they build up with their studios, you know, I mean, in an ideal world, uh, there's going to be one big sub, sort of like Game Pass Ultimate, I feel like hopefully, um, where you could spend X amount a month and have access to all the channels. Hopefully, anyway. Imagine an Amazon game channel. That can be a thing, right? Yeah, I mean, they've, got, of... they've got a load of games already. Like, I look yeah. at my Fire Stick, mm. I can sit and play their games. Okay, they're, they're not, you know, of the double A, triple A, sort of quality PC, Stereo, GFN games that we play, but they could throw those in there to beef up the subscription. Sure. So they could. Yeah. It's a possibility. Yeah, we we theorised um, like way back when Loon was first announced and they showcased the kind of the, the cable TV approach to having yeah. the, the different channels is yeah. there's nothing to stop them. Similar to how in the UK we have Sky and the way they do all the different channel packages. There's always yeah. one or two channels that are separated to a different package. So it makes you go up to the medium, the large, the extra large package because of that, mm-hmm. that one channel because that one show that you are the your other half loves watching and they could do an exact similar thing here where they simply take a list of games or a genre of games 
And there's nothing to say there isn't an action RPG genre, a PC strategy genre, a sports genre, and just keep adding them over time and segmenting different titles off into different brackets. Because at the end of the day, it's all in the cloud. So all you're doing is just giving a different collection of links yeah. under a different umbrella, and the potential is great. Not even talking mm-hmm. about the fact that it could be tied into Prime. So if you're a Prime member, you get everything, and that's kind of the, the value proposition that comes with that. But the right. potential is huge, and I think it is just kind of a matter of where they want to thread the needle and, and, and lay this stuff out for people to take their pick, essentially. The more choice, the better, in, in my take. True. So I hope they work in all these things. And again, that's probably why they're so quiet and why we're not seeing much. And my hope is that, you know, these things are just being discussed and they're working on it. But again, I, I still think this service has potential to really shake up the cloud gaming space. Um, they just have so much going for it, even though they're not giving us much right now. We're just sitting here talking about what ifs and, man, just a lot of potentials when it comes to channels, you know. They can get a lot of games. They can offer a lot. So, yeah, let's see what happens. But bummer, they were in that Gamescom, but let's see what they continue to do with this platform. Sure. Anyone else want to add to Luna before we hop on to... I believe Google Stadia is next, right? Uh, no, GeForce now. Uh, what I'm going to say is, uh, Luna seems to be urging up to be our most talked about section of the of the show now. It seems to be yeah, <laughs> for the last couple it's of weeks. It, it sneaks in. It's so interesting because, like, if you look at the show notes, it's probably the least thing to talk about, but for some reason ends up, like, taking a lot more time. It's crazy, but good stuff overall. All right, so let's move on to GeForce now. We had 11 games released this week. Uh, we had some Gamescom announcement with Dying Light 2 and Marvel's, uh, I said the Avengers here, but uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, both coming in day release on this platform and also both getting RTX support. So that, I want to check in with you guys to see how that news was for you. But just to discuss the games releasing this week, we have King's Bounty 2, Icarus Beta. We have Other Machief. We have Other Machef. We have Before We Leave, Black Book, Check Burst Mate, Deepest Chamber, Hammerton, Ironclad Tactus, Old World, and Shadow Man Remastered. So we had this game releasing Thursday. On top of that, they give us the Gamescom news of RTX support. Same day releases with Dying Light 2 and Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm going to open this up to the panel and see what y'all's take is with GeForce Now news for this week. So to get started, Richie, what's your take on this? Um, Well, there's a couple couple of things. A lot lot of these games I haven't, I've never even heard of. Um, (laughs) I mean, what was it? Um, There was a chess game or something involved. Um, um, But I think Icarus, um, I'm not really into survival games myself, but it's, as an online co-op survival game, it looks really like a very interesting idea. Yeah. That's kind of the standout one for me in GeForce now. Um, with King's Bounty 2, every time I see the logo, my mind goes immediately to Age of Empires 2. So I un- un- I probably unfairly dismiss it as, oh, this is just a knockoff of Age of Empires, <laughs> even though it's nothing, it's, not, it's a com- completely different games. Yeah. There you go, <laughs> there's the logo. It just looks, so I just think it's like, you know, when you see like, oh, it's, oh, it's just, it's like, they're just trying like a to mobile version. Yeah. So yeah. I unfairly dismiss it mentally. Um, it's a bit 
unfair on the developers, but it, it's basically Age of Empires 2's logo in that game. I, I have Age of Empires 2. It looks similar. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he said the mobile. <laughs> Very mm-hmm. cool That's hilarious. Okay. How about you, uh, Richie? Was I say? I mean, Chris. Yeah. What's your take on these games? Yeah, similar thing. It's a, it's a lot of a kind of smaller indie titles that I've never heard of a good ninety percent of them. King's Bounty I've seen covered quite a lot recently. It's had a lot of uh, promotion being pushed out about it. It is ironically enough out of those ones, probably one of the ones I would lean into looking at a little bit more. Uh, but that's that's kind of what you get with with online, like kind of massive, massive stars like Epic and, and Steam and stuff. Is there's just so many titles that get pulled in from all corners of the planet, right. and th- there's never enough time to showcase them all, which is usually why they're condensed down to just a, a blog post with a couple of titles. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, Kings Bowie, uh, funnily enough, as Richie's saying, is it actually does look really good. Um, yeah. Lots of uh, bits of action in there that I'd, I'd definitely check out. And uh, yeah, the news about Dying Light Two is fantastic. And uh, I'm always down to play some more Marvel games, so win-win for that one. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. How about you, uh, Duncan? What's your take on GeForce Now news for this week? Okay, I, I will try and separate this out a bit. I, For me, as a gamer, this was an absolutely amazing week for me on GFN. I already had two of these games on my wish list. And there's only one game which I don't want to play in that list, and it's only at this time. And that was uh, uh, Black because it needs a bit of work because it's an early access game. Uh, I had uh, both uh, Before We Leave and Old World uh, on my epic uh, wish list. I know Hellmonkey is sitting, shaking his head, but this is the thing about GFN games. We've said it before, we're going to continue to say it. Some weeks there's going to be absolutely no games at all, and some weeks it's going to be an absolutely amazing week for you, and this week for me was absolutely brilliant. If I'm taking off my own head as a gamer, uh, and just looking at a wider thing, I think it was another okay sort of week. It was nothing nothing really outstanding by the, the King's Bank D2 at uh, the uh, The rest are just uh, okay sort of uh, pickups. Uh, they're not going to get really p- people pulling up the <laughs> any trees there. But uh, it's, consistency is key and they are always consistent and they are always bringing you the double figures each and each every every week they're bringing more or less double figures uh, again for me as a gamer i love this week <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy enough okay fair enough fair enough and i'm seeing uh ray here and maker saying king's bounty 2 is a pretty solid game and awesome game a lot of people seem to uh like it for sure i haven't really touched it but good to hear how about you monkey what's what's your take here yeah, last week's games are not interesting me in the slightest. I went through every one and I just went, oh, oh. I was like, oh, it looks good in the beginning. And then you see the word like real-time strategy, um, looking city builder. Oh, get out of here, man. There's just too I, many of, too do, many do, do, of do, the do, same do you know games. what that is? That's because you have to think and you don't like thinking. <laughs> 
Shots fired. Shots fired. I absolutely love strategies games, but there's only so many. There's only so many you can take, and then you get another one in the video, and the uh, the trailer looks great, and the graphics looks great, and then it finishes up, and it's a roguelike deck building, card building monstrosity, and you're just like, <laughs> Duncan's gonna hate me right there. <laughs> and you're like, get that out of here, man. Just let me swing an axe and mash up some orcs and stuff like that, you know, and none of this pulling out cards and building decks oh man that leave that for like the actual tabletop games um yeah this week's games not really interested but i am interested in dying light and guardians of the galaxy oh, i really hope guardians of the galaxy is not a disappointment because i have been wanting a marvel's guardians of the galaxy game forever they are my most favorite marvel comics movies animated series oh. Oh, please don't disappoint me. Please do not disappoint me. Uh, I'm so looking forward to it. Um, and with the addition of the RTX and that, I just, oh, come on. No delay either, please. <laughs> I think for me, one of the biggest strengths that my, um, Guardians of the Galaxy has got going for it is the, your, the gameplay is focused on one character, yeah. your Star-Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And that means a lot. That It's like the difference between Marvel's Avengers and Spider-Man in terms of how the game plays. Mm, spider-man yeah. is undoubtedly a more polished exper- experience you feel yeah. like you're spider-man where with avengers like has anyone played hulk felt like that actually the hulk no <laughs> that's one of the things i, I think um guardians could do really well because we're focusing on your star lord let's just polish star lord as much as we possibly can that's true yeah yeah just yeah. watching like some previews of the games that uh I noticed that too. Again, with the hog example that you gave, it seems clunky, and that was like my frustration with uh, Marvel's Avengers. It just seemed, I don't know, story wise. And this is to you, monkey. Story wise, they did an excellent job with that game with the story. So I think like this being a story focused, driven single play campaign, it actually might end up good. But as far as, far as like gameplay. Just watching some uh, trailers, it looks as clunky as the Avengers, and that's something I'm really hesitant about. So I hope that they can yeah, get that right. I do that. I do feel the same way, but you know, uh, just just give me the, the the jet blasters and my jet boots, and just mm. let me fly around, man. <laughs> my freezing stuff and burning stuff, and you know. Did you ever check um, out the Telltale? Guardians of the Galaxy game. That was a great game. That was oh, a great game. No. When well, was that, this? It's about four, so, five, yeah. five years. Probably probably a lot longer ago than I, yeah. I actually think. Um, it, yeah, it's it, surprisingly good. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably say about five years at this point. Yeah, yeah. It was probably one of Telltale's last entries before yeah. they went bust. Yeah. But yeah, it was, was it, it was great. Was yeah, great Uncanny Valley. Uh, I would have thought so, yeah. I, don't, I played it on PS4. It was then um, 2017. It came out. Yeah. Oh, five years. Did I miss that? Oh, you um, but yeah, great. Again, very uncanny valley because it's not quite the MCU counterparts. But once you kind of get past that, I think it's like Nolan North is voicing Rocket Raccoon, and again, it's just classic Telltale telling a story within that world. Meet a couple of characters along the way. Uh, I had a great time with it. Yeah. I'm and I, for one, to... do like the Avengers game. I'm probably one of the only few people who seems oh, yeah. to genuinely enjoy playing that game for its for all its flaws. I've put like 120 plus hours into that. And it's, wow, I have a great time. But I'm just a big MCU fan. As someone like we all probably grew up with movie tie-in games. Yeah, 
I'm just happy flying around as a superhero, beating random <laughs> guys. So my brain just switches off. I stick a podcast on, and I run around to beat shit up, and it doesn't really. Uh, awesome. It just kind of kills time. I love it, and I'm, yeah. I'm sure when Spider Man finally comes out for those PlayStation users, uh, it'll be another great character added to the roster. Yeah, true. Um, so I'm checking Xbox Cloud Game because I know they have a lot of the Telltale games on here, but I'm not seeing it on here. It's which been removed from the Steam Store as well. Oh, um, really? I don't know how I missed that, man. Yeah. Oh, this is where good old physical copies, if there yeah. ever was one. <laughs> yeah, True. Hunt eBay True. later for that. Mm. True. So uh, going back to GFN, and I, I would have to say here, um, week week for gfn when it comes to releases but as far as them and this is something i'm sure it's going to come up when we talking about google stadia as far as them realizing the moment and they did this with e3 too right they they see these shows and they're like all right we might not have a lot to announce here but we're gonna be mindful of the, the event and we're gonna try to make some noise and make an announcement they did with e3 and here they are doing that. i mean rtx for these games are not like the biggest news in the world but they're like all right this is a big enough event the gamescom's huge e3 is huge we're gonna try to just say something to put geforce now on the map and again rtx for these two big games coming out this year is a decent enough deal. And so shout outs to the GeForce Now team for being mindful of being present at these events. Again, it doesn't have to be like groundbreaking news, but they saw the opportunity and they said, hey, we're going to use this to announce something to put GFN, you know, on the map. So again, we talked about Luna not making the presence and Google, we'll talk more about Stadia, but GFN at least made a presence. And for that, I just want to highlight it. But as far as like the games releasing this week, not my favorite. I honestly speaking, didn't touch any of them. Um, but yeah, that's uh, all I have to say about GF- GFN. Anyone else want to add to that before we move on to uh, Stadia. I just want to touch on one wee thing. It's something we actually brought up during our GFN show of this week. I'm not sure how many people actually know about the Steam DB, and you can see what games have signed up to be on GFN. And some of the games which have been announced at Gamescom have already ticked the box to say they want to be supported in GFN, even That's though. Cool. Uh, even though that they're, that doesn't mean a hundred percent that they're coming. It, it, it actually surprised me when I actually went digging in this. There's nearly three thousand, or so. We're, we're just double checking. I was actually looking up a title on it. Uh, there is, uh, there, there's nearly two thousand four hundred titles uh, signed up on Steam to be supported on GFM. And that list is growing all the time. So I think, uh, again, that doesn't mean that the games are coming. It's just like an indication of games what will want to come. And if you actually go digging in that list, there's a couple of interesting titles there, which hopefully we'll find out about next week. Interesting. And you saw the interview that they gave, and they're like, it's, it's a matter, it's not a matter of if they come back, it's a matter of like when. So I think, you know, we were like, oh, he sounds, you know, arrogant and cocky but i think just you talking about this list they're aware of how many of these publishers are thinking about come back to the platform and so that's probably why they sound as confident as they do but that's cool good to know good to know for sure 
anyone else on GFN before we move on to Stadia? All right, so Stadia happened. Um, as you guys know, every Tuesday we get updated with some Google Stadia news. And again, we'll tie in uh, Gamescom with the presence there. But we got some expansion for Watchdog Legions, if you guys still play that. Um, yeah, some release expansion for that. We got the Pro Games, which I would say is, is a pretty decent month for Stadia Pro Games. I'm trying to find that from my... Uh, here we go. We got Darksiders I, I, I concur with Hellmonkey. <laughs> I, I wouldn't watch it, but we'll we'll get we'll get to you, to you guys here. So we got Dark Siders two, which I think is a pretty good game. I actually played this uh, when it was released, and I enjoyed it. Um, Little Big Workshop, which uh, I covered this game, complicated game, uh, couldn't really get into it, but for a pro game for free, I think is good. Now Wave Break, I don't know. Does this 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 is the interesting one for because if you guys know me covering the channel, this was actually one of my most hyped games. And to me, when it released, it was kind of a letdown. But I have friends who still play it, and they said there's been a lot of improvement made to this game to where it's actually quite decent now. So we're getting Darksiders 2, Little Big Workshop, and Wave Break coming as pro games for Google Stadia. And I, I think... The fact that we're getting these games for free, they're they're decent, right? Not the greatest games, but decent enough. And again, remember, Darksiders 2 is a game that was not released on Google Stadia previously. So it's actually a new game to the platform. And then we have some sales and then Destiny, the Witch Queen 2 expansion as well. So let's grade this, right? And again, include your... Gamescom Stadia presence in this as well. So let's start with Chris. What, what's your take on uh, Stadia news for this week and also the presence at Gamescom? Uh, so to, to split it up into the, the two, the community blog pro games for September. Uh, I think it's a middle of the road month. I think okay. uh, Dark Side is definitely the bigger title to go in there. Right. Uh, Wave Breaks, really, really fun, fantastic. I'm not someone who ever was really that good at the old Tony Hawk's titles. Yeah. <laughs> we we did a first look with Tom and Richie, and I just yeah. got absolutely... I'm usually good at most games across the board. Like I can usually perform quite well when it comes to it. But yeah, something to do with the combination buttons. It's why I don't like fighting games. I'm just not good at remembering the combos and, and putting yeah. them into practice. I don't have the mental capacity to keep up with that type of button mashing um right. so yeah but in terms of aesthetics i love love wave break the what it is it's just it bears on jet skis performing skateboarding <laughs> tricks like what more could you ask for throw in an uzi in there and yes they have a gun as well <laughs> what that's crazy uh really good fun if you've not checked it out it's great yeah. uh, the little big workshop for me is something i've had my eye on for quite some time it's different it's it's unusual compared to what else is on the platform but also it's sat at that $17.99 price point whereas anyone who's been on stadia pro for some time will know that Maybe just hang fire, bide your time, and eventually you can whittle it down to there's not enough games in the library yet still that this will pigeon itself, pigeonhole itself as a pro game. And I've won. I've waited my time. <laughs> I haven't spent £18 on it. And here it is. It's a September pro game. Um, my final point for the programs that I would like to add, which I'm sure lots of people are thinking of it as well. September sees the end of summer. And three pro games is usually a little bit short for what we're given. 
are our suspicions of Ark Survival Evolved finally there arriving before there the summer go. is technically out there true go. or not? I, I go to ch- I, I've got to cover this in my point. We are missing a pro game this month. Does anybody remember what this pro game is meant to be? Oh, I didn't expect the quiz question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a tip. Give us a clue. Yeah, well, uh, the, yeah. the, the, the sequel's coming. I've, I've actually forgot the name of the game. That, I can see the game. <laughs> it's a square. It's a square. It's a adventure game, which is like a telltale game. Uh, Life is strange. Oh, true colors. Oh, yes. Ah. yes. Oh, of course. Yeah, the remaster was pushed back. That's we were right. supposed to get Life is Strange this week uh, or this month, and oh, that is man. why this is a lot weaker. So mm. I think that would add into why I let everybody else speak. But that, that that's that's one of the reasons why this is for me anyway a weaker sort of thing. So Dude, I would have loved to show. play that game. I would have loved. To. I I always said I want to play Life is Strange, and was really waiting for that. Yeah, that we. Yeah, we exactly. said it's very odd that now because of the delay, you've got this weird scenario where like most people who've never checked out the franchise would ideally like to jump in at the original game, yeah. remastered, and then jump into the brand new exactly. one that's coming out. Thankfully, uh, Richie will attest to this. It's like we, we've played, but I've got the platinum on, on PlayStation. This is the, they're totally separate. So playing the new True, uh, True Colors game and then going back to the remastered one in 2022 when it comes out. Yeah. You won't be maybe a couple of Easter eggs here and there, maybe a, a, a side character shows up, but aside from that, there's no kind of overlapping story arc okay. that you're going to miss out on. So it does benefit from that. But that's a great shout, Duncan. I totally forgot that that was yeah, going to be yeah. September's title. I think with Life is Strange, the only one I'd say is play um, the original before before the storm because before the mm. storm is a prequel to it. So just to avoid like potential spoilers or anything, but two is a completely separate game, separate characters. True Colors seems to be the same again. Okay. Did you guys enjoy the game? Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Very similar to a Telltale game. Tells a really good kind of story about two teenagers who I guarantee some part in all of our lives, we've suffered the same emotions that they go through in that story. It's very much a coming-of-age tale. I've been eyeing that game for the longest time, and I think, like, you know, touch controls with those telltale type games is, is a mm. beautiful combination so i think this will be yeah. a good game for google stadia for sure i think the standout for the especially like i haven't finished them um, life is strange too but um, one before the storm is just the characters they all are so well written they actually just feel like these could be just real people yeah, yeah. they're not like one no tropey characters everyone's got a bit of complexity to them literally sure. every single character you meet which really fleshes out the world. So yeah, mm. I've heard but yeah. nothing but good things about this game. So that's why it's getting a remaster. But yeah, uh, yeah that does leave us one game shocked. Which yeah. again, I don't know what you guys think. Will we see Ark? Will this fiasco, <laughs> this whole saga, finally oh, end? What I... will come first, Ark or Mafia? I hope Ark. Don't mention Mafia. Come on. Uh, you know, they uh, did say summer, right? They they came on Twitter and said the game is still scheduled for summer. Yeah, so we still which, got like... It's 22nd of September. I can't remember who pointed out, but they said that's like the definitive date, end of summer. I personally, I don't know, everyone in the UK, I usually just go off summer holidays when the schools, the children attend school right. for the next term year. That's like next week. <laughs> so <laughs> September doesn't oh, feel like man. a summer month to me. That's very much yep. in the autumn time. So yeah. 
again, with, with, it's that thing where I personally, I just don't give a shit about us anymore. I'm, like, I'm over it. I've moved on. It's yeah, moves on. Yeah, mafia arc. I don't care anymore. Just if they're out, great. It's it's so interesting because I feel like you know for some stadium games people hype the crap out of it and there's one of those people like Elder Scrolls you know when that game that was like the second coming you know like when that game was gonna be announced and then was released and then came out and I think Meg is probably the only one who still plays that game on stadium and. No, no, I think Tom just... jumps in from time to time. I will cover yeah. co-hosts, but hey, let's okay. just remember we are getting another Skyrim release as well, so you yeah. can't deny that. But the, not the uh... stadium. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly, definitely not. Uh, but okay, so let's. Uh, how uh, I think we were going with you, Chris. Uh, but where Raiden Gamescom? Where? Mm-hmm. What would you say about uh, Google Stadia's presence there? Non-existent. They weren't there. Yeah, what, they weren't at E3, they weren't at Summer Game yeah. Fest. They weren't, yeah. Aside from the Ubisoft stuff showing up and then the titles right. that we already know about, it's the same old story. It's just all style and on the Western front. So what, what what's your take on that? Just realistic. I know we have an opinion about that here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just want to hear how you guys feel about that. Um, we, we've been shouting since probably episode 16, 17 of the podcast, and we're now up to recording 101 this weekend. A roadmap, a, roadmap is, a roadmap is what they need. Like yeah. we, we keep getting like people saying, stop mentioning a roadmap, but yeah. again, I might as well use, well, I've got a totally different audience. Yeah. Every business needs a roadmap. Every consumer yeah. business needs a roadmap. Right. As a as a, someone who's bought into the ecosystem, I want to know what's coming in the future. Right. And silence does not work when I've got every other platform going, oh, next January, you can play this. Next March, right. you can play this. Oh, sorry, right. it might be delayed, but at least you've got a date to work from. Yeah. And yeah, silence doesn't work in this industry. And yeah. they still seem to be sticking to their guns with, we'll just do a cheeky stealth drop here and there. And it's great. You get the hype in the moment. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's the same frustration time and time again that I'd like to know what I'm playing at the back end of this year because at the moment, like I said at the top of the show, I've got Mass Effect three to play next. I've got Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. I think at the moment, as terms of big titles, we don't know we're getting Guardians of the Galaxy. That's not being confirmed. Right. We're getting FIFA. There's no Call of Duty. There's no Battlefield. And in terms of roadmap, what am I playing through October, November, December? Yeah. Supposed to I know this game's coming, game, but, but yeah, coming, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. again, I just think from a consumer standpoint, clarity in what we are to expect. Let's we've not had a connecting over a year. We've not we've had a little good stuff event and a couple of stealth drops. And yeah, I like the, the we know the platform works, but in yeah. terms of marketing, it still leaves a lot to be desired. And I think missing out on the biggest summer events in the games industry and not having a presence at all, it isn't a good look. No right. matter how small you are, I know we again. Luna's got that great uh, safety blanket of still being in beta, and that's that's a smart approach from them. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, we're coming up on two years old, and again, we still don't even know when Ark's coming or Mafia's coming. It's it's almost laughable to an extent, but right. that's so, that's my take on it. <laughs> right. What what do you think this means for the platform, though? I don't think it'll change their plan whatsoever. I think they've got a they've got a roadmap internally clearly of what they want to do. They add little changes to it, and the service works, and they'll get they'll be getting games. But again, I'm a firm believer that it's the long game. I think just bide your time. The library will grow with every newer title they get. It's getting bigger and bigger. We know we're coming up on uh, the 200 games, but 
Yeah, it works, so I'll keep using it. I don't have to announce that I'm cancelling Max Pro. I, I just play games where I want to play games. I just happen yeah. to talk about games on the side on a weekend as part of a podcast as well. But like we said right at the beginning, we'll we'll talk about it in our own opinions when it needs to be said. And the reality is, yeah, if I don't know I'm playing Guardians of the Galaxy this summer, it's a winter, sorry, on Stadia, I know I'll certainly be playing it, and that's on my PS5 in the other room. Like right. I'm a gamer, I'll just play wherever the games are. I just love the convenience Stadia brings. Yeah, agree. So yeah, no, it's no disrespect to the platform or the tech; it works. As someone who plays the plays on the platform with the tech, I just want to know what games I can play in the next few weeks, yeah. months. Yeah, that's all. I feel like from uh, you know just gamer people here, we talk about like wanting Holtz. If he was here, he'll probably say this. I'm speaking for him, but. He likes to see what's coming to future so he can know what to pre-order, right? What just to get ready. And, you know, Stadia has a good pre-order page showing us uh, Far Cry 6 and Life is Strange. But Madden FIFA, Madden's out, FIFA's coming. But take those games out. It's just like, what else? You know, it's coming. You look at the competition. uh, And I don't know. I don't don't want to, like, have this be it, but... This is an opportunity. Again, GFN made noise. It wasn't the biggest noise, but they were like, hey, look, we're still here. And these are little things we have coming for the platform. But yeah. That's the thing for, for me as well. Um, with GFN, you said they didn't make a lot of noise, but they were there. They were present. Yeah. And I think that lends them a lot of credibility. Because when it comes to it and people look and invest in the platforms, there's certain events that you're expected to be at if you're a platform holder. Yeah. E3 is one of them. Get, um, Gamescon's one of them. Game Awards is one of them. Even if it was just a, a trailer yeah. of just the platform, it just literally an advert, something that's going, yeah, we're involved, but when you're completely absent, especially when there's a bit of a narrative of Stadia, it's a dead platform, and then some a big gaming event goes and comes and goes, and you weren't there, you're just kind of really leaning into the, the own negative narrative around your platform. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, go and look at G- GeForce now. Millions of miles better than Stadia's pre- pre- how it's um, viewed in a lot of circles. And it's because they just keep occasionally turn up, even if it's just a little bit. Yeah, we're also here. We're working right. on stuff. We're getting new games. But I think right. Stadia gets forgotten about a lot. Yeah. And it's kind of on it's on, it's on the Google's team like, to kind of address that. And, and this the, the thing is, they're not... The IGNs of the world are not going to do it for you. You can I think they just need to be more. They need to be more aggressive. They need yeah. to go. No, we're here. We're here to stay. This is why you should be excited on our platform. And all of us have played Stadia. We know the tech works absolutely fine. Yeah. We just need to know what, why, what is coming to the platform. Why should I spend my money on the platform when, like Chris, mm. I've got a PlayStation Five sat downstairs. Yeah, they just need to start waving their own flag. They, yeah. keep, they keep telling us everything's coming. So as a business, like promote yourself and yeah. stop like, stealth dropping everything. <laughs> yeah. A stealth drop can work once in a while yeah. if it's unexpected. If it's like on stage, I, like e freeing on. By the way, it's out now, yeah. and like oh my god, it's out now. Everyone gets the phones out and buys the game. Yeah. But you don't need to stealth drop every single indie game. Yeah. Um, um, uh, was anybody else aware about? There is a perfect thing that could actually push really heavily this week in Destiny 2, the Witch King. Or Witch Queen on Stadia. How many people knew there was a a physical release for that for Stadia? Yeah, I saw that. I've I've been saying for a long time, I'd love... 
collector's editions. We joked before yeah. we actually went live today, but I'm someone who collects like memorabilia and stuff. If you Wait. just give me that with a digital code and put it in, a, in an actual storefront, so rather than buy the game, you can still get your statue, your, your little collectible art book, whatever it may be, the soundtrack, and just give me a it digital has, code for Stadia. It just has just... a little card with a code, with a code yeah. in there. Yeah, that, that's what happened. With, yeah, that's exactly what happened with the Witch Queen for for Stadia. There, it's sold Holy out. Nikes, wow! There the, is. The, uh, it's I sold out. Yeah. It's sold out in the UK anyway. Where, where but, was this one sale, Duncan? I'm on gonna. Sh- I, I have it here. Let me. But, I'm gonna share my screen. This that could have been. This is this is the big frustration. That was that could be a really big thing they could have pushed, even though it's sold out. Oh my goodness! They could have. This is sold out after ten minutes. We're going to try and work with our friends at Bungie to see if we can get some more, even if it's complete another BS they were going to do that. They could have just said that to get some hype because if things are going to sell out... Well, if, we, if I knew about that, we would have been talking about it. Like, in the, in the podcast, that's there's a, that's a story for the podcast right there. Stadia gets its first collected, physical collector's edition. Yeah. Right there, no there's you go. But that's, that's something that would, when like the retail world and lo- lockdown restrictions lift around the world, this is the kind of promotion and presence you need in your WalMarts, your games, your uh, kind of thing anywhere else around <laughs> around the world that doesn't. You just supermarkets. So then people see and go, "Stid, uh, sorry, Destiny Two. What? What's that logo?" Yeah. And then you say, "I can play it on all these other devices." And that's the kind of marketing that what, whatever your brick and mortar store of choice. Just walk in, you've got your PlayStations, you've got the Xboxes, you've got Nintendos, have a Google section where you can buy your Chromecast, you can buy your controllers, you can pick up just digital codes, you can pick up Play Store vouchers to add to your wallet, any physical collector's editions. That's the sort of stuff I think when people go in to see it and go, oh, that's still about. Oh, wait, that's it's actually the premium edition, so that's quite cheap that I might give that a go. Yeah, it just piques your interest, and having a physical yeah. presence outside of the secondhand premiere editions in the, in the in the glass cabinet that's with the old mobile phones and stuff, uh, yeah. it, it just needs some presence. But again, I know like the last eighteen months have been a bit weird for everybody in every high street and such. So there could be stuff in the pipeline, and this hopefully these collectors editions might just be the beginning of a new approach. Yeah. But yeah. again, it's all just it's always yeah. waiting in, waiting in silence, and we just never really know. So, There's nothing for Sadia to lose by having these collector's editions. Either people buy them or they don't. Ultimately, it's Bungie will get most of the money. Stadia just given the code. For me, this would have been just free advertising. They tweeted this out. We, our first collector's edition on Stadia, our physical collector's edition, go get it. And this was sold out, I think, within a day, if even if it even lasted as long as that and then they could have tweeted again no this is sold out i know they may sound a bit stupid but that creates demand and mm. just gets oh, yeah. people talking it's just oh, a yeah. really simple thing they could have done again so yeah. it, it might be sad to say but do you think stadia was even aware that they had this product probably not i think that, i think they're probably aware but they're just they, they seem to have a thing where they like the keep the cards close to the chest when the rest of the world screaming like please just show us your cards yeah yeah <laughs> so we had an interview last year i forgot who it was they were interviewing but they were saying um that based on the like uh, the re- reception that they got about the shows not being as great and releasing coming out too early and not being ready 
they have decided to keep things closed. So I think we know why they're doing that. But that was last year. A lot has changed. I think it's time to stop that. <laughs> you know, like, well, that was a bad strategy last year. Yeah, it yeah. was because you're already yeah was. removed from the issues at that point. Yeah. That- that was um, that was John Justice and his interview with uh, I forget the fella's name in the company, but he, say, he basically said um, we're not gonna you know announce anything. We're just gonna do it, and you'll have it. I'm like, I, I remember at the time I was just like, what the fucking? That's yeah. not market strategy. Yeah. How can you run a business like this? It just didn't make any sense to me, you know. And I'm no expert. You know, yeah. I've, I've invested in this product. I want to know where it's going to be in six months' time, what I'm going to get in possibly six to nine months' time. Give me a reason to keep investing and yeah. part with my money. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. All right, so let's let's continue. I think we only covered one person so far with this, <laughs> and Stadia tends to do this, man, uh, without with show. But, Richie, what's your take on the stadium news and also the presence at gamescom our gamescom presence is definitely an a plus for me i've already said like the lack of presence i think every time one of these events comes the narrative goes back to the lack of presence it's the lack of credibility of the platform in the eyes of many people those who've given it an honest try know it works uh, you just need it sell it just sell the platform to people that's that's all they need to do really yeah um with the with the pro games um i think life is strange is probably was probably going to be the flagship in that list for me um even though i have played i would have been tempted to play again i am still tempted to play again on playstation um but like chris said little big workshops one of them i was kind of hoping out for come to pro and we won out so I'm Everything I'm actually quite happy. Draw. I'm okay with this month's pro games. Yeah, I I think it's decent. But again, I think if they would have imagine if Ark would have made this list and Life is Strange. I mean, that's five games, and what we have three, two or three triple well, A or I, I could be um a mid a mid month um, mm. drop yeah. drop. Yeah, one one Tuesday we get blog post. By the way, Ark's out on Friday or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The stealth drop again. Um, yeah, but... yeah. But that would have been much better if they said it's coming September 7th, yeah. back yeah. in March, oh, maybe, yeah. April, May, June, July, yeah. August. Like that would have been a better build. Yeah. To, like, oh, we're getting it in. It's September. coming. It's a pro game. It's going to be oh. September. And then in this week's blog post, it's going to be mid, like middle of the month or something. Yeah. There you go. And, and I, yeah. And I get it's like it's, it's down to yeah. devs and stuff as well. But, they just put like Gamescom put dates on Horizon and a bunch of other titles from every other platform. So if it, if everyone else can manage it, just yeah. yeah, and get me a date for Mafia while you're at it. So this is quite interesting, and I just want to get y'all's take on this uh, because I had other people also um, talking about this. And if you the Apple and um, you know the course thing that was going on, uh, the question was asked, but they can get a direct answer of like what is going out with stadia and you know so if something was mentioned about it just being like you know a skeleton type run business like nothing more just surface stuff going and just what's y'all's take on this do you think you know do you think like 
Google's just trying to do the bare minimum to keep this platform going? Or do you think they're still highly invested in it? Just anyone can answer and then we'll Okay, uh, I'll jump in. Uh, we co covered this in our amazingly popular, um, with many, many dime folks, uh, What the Stadia Done Now show. Uh, during this uh, Google and Epic and all this sort of shenanigans, there's, the timetable is very, very interesting in it. If you go and uh, look into it, in November, Google was all in in games. Absolutely, we are 100% in games, basically describing Stadia. Three or four months later, come February, March, Stadia Games and Entertain Entertainment is shut down. There is something really weird going on at Stadia at this moment in time and continues to be. There, it just feels like they're treading water still. Uh, and I, I, I don't see a massive investment in the games. And because that as we've all been talking about tonight, that come October, November time, there, there's nothing coming. There's not outside of Ubisoft, the, the cover is bare for the, 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 the big massive publishers for the, the money, which they've transferred, or, or and many people thought uh, was getting transferred to bring these games across is just not there. And there's something I tweeted uh, a couple of days ago, just to get people thinking, Google are paying Apple, $15 billion a year. That is $15 billion a year just to be their search engine. So it isn't like Google's short a few quid. It's they have got the money there. So I think they're... I don't think Stadia is the problem. It's Google's the problem. And there's just not enough of investment. There just needs to be um, a lot more money going into it. Yeah. So I, I make this joke and... I get laughed at for it, but GDC, if you guys watched the first five minutes when uh, Sadil or whatever is, no, it's not. Uh, the, whoever who the CEO is of Google, I can't remember his name right now, but he started off the conference by saying, I don't play video games. Um, and when I play games, you know, it's, it's stuff like indie little games. I mean, that is the, the CEO of Google, right? He was like, we're bringing uh, Phil Harrison in to lead this project. You know, you compare the CEO of Google's relationship to the CEO of Stadia, and then you compare the CEO of Microsoft relationship with Phil Spencer, you know, how in a way they go hand in hand. I, I do think Google just doesn't understand what it takes to like invest or run a video game business or company and i think that might be where the issue falls here um, yeah but i think that's it's an interesting take but comparisons are always hard to make when it's i think it's, uh, stadia luna and cloud gaming in general is such a difference because then i i could counter that with saying that ceo of playstation jim ryan clearly does not seem like a gentleman who plays video games he's an out and out suit businessman uh, some of the stuff he said in the past couple of months about Grand, Grand, uh, the old Gran Turismo games right. and such. But then, again, looking at like what the the approach is, we can say cloud is in such its infancy right now, it like is, a few yeah. years of that. But then compare it to another behemoth, Nintendo, their cloud and, and internet infrastructure is absolutely terrible. Their online gaming, their matchmaking, yep. like they've got the e-store, but it's not it's not a thing on the level of like Xbox and PlayStation's online True. infrastructure and uh -huh. they've been around for years. So it's kind of like, 
you've got to take it as it is. And the reality is we talk about the games and investment. These companies with these massive, massive servers and cloud in general, and like Duncan was saying, the millions been invested in other areas of the business. It's just another wheel on the spokes of these massive companies, Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, who deal in millions and billions and stuff, money that we can all only hope to achieve in our lifetimes. Right. They're playing the long game. Like, that's it. Whether Stadia ends up being this or something different or Amazon Luna takes off, it's, I think you need to look at this in 10, 15, 20 years. Not anything we say now is, I think, and what we do now is totally. I mean, I mean, not not putting too fine of a point in it, but I just think it's it's so young cloud gaming in general, and whether it goes or gets rebranded or sold onto another company, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's such early to, to early to say right now. But sure. uh, for me, I'm just happy for to be along for the ride, quite frankly. <laughs> true, true, and again, I think you're right on with like cloud gaming still in infant stage. You know, like it's going to take a minute for it to to like blow up and be something big that everyone's hoping for it to be. But yeah, um, it's, ah, yeah, let's check in with Duncan here. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. (laughs) Oh, is this for the Stadia Pro games and Gamescom? And Gamescom's presence, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Joy. Uh, I think uh, this week is the post was weak. Uh, I think the games this this month on Stadia Pro were weak. Uh, just to put this all in uh, perspective, a lot, a lot of us have been talking about Darksiders 2 is probably the, the biggish sort of game of the week. I played that on on live. There we go. That's what I've got to say, which is the the granddaddy of the cloud gaming services. And I pre-ordered that on online as well, which is even more scary because I've actually got the email to prove it, which uh, won't we'll go down that rabbit hole. I'm just I'm just concerned where Stadia is going. It just feels rudderless at this moment in time, and there is no direction. I know there's a lot of talk that Stadia is going after the casual market, which I absolutely hate the term casual market, because can someone define a casual gamer to me? Uh, because you, you can mobile make gamer. a mobile gamer. If someone's pumping in 100 hours a week into a game, are they hardcore or are they casual? See, this is where you go. Yeah. I want to know who's got 100 hours spare a week to pump in a game. <laughs> He can't pump. I pumped in. Oh, okay. Never mind. Stop talking about pumping. Yes, we will. We will move on. But I'm just concerned in where Stadia is going. And following the the disaster, which was Gamescom for Stadia, who is Stadia targeting? Because if they're targeting lapsed gamers, xCloud is probably going to be the best place for these people to go because you know you're going to get the games you know you're going to it's only a subscription uh, stadia is a paid for service you are expecting yeah. games which are day and date on stadia because you're buying games on stadia it is not a subscription for service first and i, I just i just don't see where where they are going and it has been absolutely great uh to see uh so many people get back into gaming because of Stadia, but 
you can we can see this over the nearly the last two years. There's been such a massive churn within the community where people have actually started playing games on Stadia and then they've just went on to the other other consoles and or got into PCs, but because you cannot trust Stadia to bring the games and gaming is about the games and it goes back to the roadmap. We have seen people this this year move on to other things because F1 isn't coming. We're moved we've gone we've already started seeing people looking at getting other systems for NBA and NHL. There's just so many games not coming to Stadia and People are just moving on and they just need need to do something. They need to adapt. And if they move to a subscription model, just a pure subscription model, I think things would become a lot easier for them. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're looking at grade for Stadia from Gamescom, it's an F. Okay. Okay. Luna was an F too. Um, Right? For you? So two Fs? Yeah. Okay. Monkey take on this. Yeah, um not overly fussed with the pro games for this month. It's um I think like uh sort of Chris and Richie said, it's decent enough games that are added into your, your subscription. Um it's not very beefy and yeah, we are missing that that, that one from uh, Life is Strange. Um as for Gamescom just another disappointment. Uh, I can't really add anything more than what the guys have said. Look, Stadia is a platform, uh, you know. Now, it's you know the leading cloud platform. You expect them to have some sort of presence at these events. They need to be at these events going forward. I hope they are. Um, I can't really add anything else. I think you guys have covered it all all really well there. Um, yeah, I just want to see a wee bit more, but we've been saying that for a while, so it's kind of like a broken record. I just want to see more in terms of advertising and, you know, a bit more sort of faith shown by Google themselves and, and you know, their Stadia division would be would be great. Yeah, so when it comes to Stadia, man, as, as you guys know, I make the comfort effort to not get any other platform right so when it comes to gaming i choose to only do cloud i don't have a console so stadia for me again i have 4k monitors tvs and all that stuff it does it for me because it's the only cloud game platform that can do 4k stadia is my cloud gaming platform of choice if a game comes out on gfn xbox cloud gaming or Stadia, I end up buying in Stadia because I have a Google TV and Chromecast connected to every single one of my TVs. And Google Stadia runs on most of my TVs because, again, they can put out 4K. So my wallet is open. I would challenge anyone to compete with me with Stadia Game Library because the members here will tell you I pretty much buy all my games on google stadia and right now i'm just like yo (laughs) what's next to buy right i have far cry pre-ordered i have madden 
which I paid a hundred dollars for. I haven't I played it once or twice, haven't touched it again. Have FIFA pre-ordered, have Life is Strange, the new one pre-ordered, had Humankind returned it because I didn't like it personally. But my thing is I'm looking at the fall lineup right now and I'm just like we'll get into Xbox Cloud Game in a bit, but they have a lot of the games that has my interest. GeForce now has Kenna come in, they have Guardians of the Galaxy come in, they have um, Dying Light 2 come in, and I'm sure they're going to get all of these Ubisoft games too because they have uh, Uplay Plus on there. They have a library of games that interest me, right? Luna, I don't know what the hell they're doing, but hopefully we know soon, right? But I'm, I'm like, what is next for this platform? And I was hoping at E3 or Gamescom or possibly hosting their own Connect to give us like we I keep saying this and people don't like this right the EA deal we know is gone five games is done what's going on with take two two case not coming damn it that's like my go-to game that's probably the most games I've put the most hours into I have over 100 hours in both 2k uh 20 and 21 each right 2k22 is not coming damn it where am i going to play that game in the cloud again i'm only going for cloud right so i was hoping that we get an event and it's like all right we are resigning a partnership with ea we got more games coming battlefield whatever we're signing a contract with um 2k getting the games like 2k22 whatever you know like we signed it a, a deal with camp Capcom giving us more games other than the 10 million we paid for Resident Evil, games like Devil May Cry 5. I'll take some backward catalog games. The Resident Evil Remastered 2 and 3, I would love to take that. Square Enix, again, is supporting us with Life with Strange, but how about give us some Kingdom Hearts of Final Fantasy? Those are the games or things that I was hoping to see with Google Stadia going on the rest of the year, but I'm not seeing that, and that scares the crap out of me for this platform. We talked about white labeling. If it goes white labeling, cool, right? Again, I have all, I have a lot of investors. I'm still going to rock with this platform, but just from a consumer perspective, they're not showing me that this is something that you know is 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 something that going to support long term. These games. Should and people made the argument, right? If they cancel in first party studio games, they should at least like get the triple A games. They did that earlier this year with Outriders Resident Evil, but I think those contracts were made previously. So, what's next for this platform? And the appearance at Gamescom just didn't do it for me. These pro games didn't do it for me. And, um, I'll just be real with you guys, man, it's it's concerning. It's concerning. That's all I can say about this. So that's my take on Stadium. Anyone else, if you want to add to it, do. And if not, we'll move to Xbox Cloud Gaming for sure. I, I just want to say the reason why some of us are really hard on Stadia is because we wanted to just succeed. The The promise was there when it launched or in the build-up to launch. <laughs> um, we've been... Uh, watching the platform change and evolve, but the same old problems which started at launch are still here to this day. Communication is still diabolical. 
and I, I just want to, I just want to know what games are coming. It's just just be upfront. We've got forty more games to come this year, there thereabouts. So that's that's a couple of games. That would be a couple of games a week, wouldn't it? And in the round that we should be getting, just tell us what's coming. The, the stealth drops are absolutely awful. At this moment in time, it's it goes back to my point from earlier. You just don't know what Stadia is at this moment in time. Is it a, 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 a and I don't want to use it. Is it a platform for DAPS gamers who are just trying to get back in the game and as a quick fix? Is it uh, is it a platform for where it's, it's only going to be your platform, or is it just a test bed? For the white labeling, it's just this is where they're going to chuck a couple of features, chuck a couple of games, get some people playing them so they can show it off to get the big publishers and developers to actually use the the hardware. There just seems, I think, again, it just comes. We just need more communication to see where Stadia is going. So I'll be honest with you, Duncan. I don't think Google knows where what Stadia is supposed to be right now. They had a plan. Right, they came out of GDC. They laid out their plan, but obviously that didn't work. And I think right now they are in a rebuilding phase, and they're trying to figure out what is Stadia, what's it gonna be. And I think that's why they're not communicating with us because honestly, I don't think they figured it out themselves. And I think they are trying to figure out what is Google. I mean, to have Jen Justice leave, <laughs> you know what? How many months ago? That's a major shakeup, right? So, like. What's going on? With, did he leave? Did they fire him? Because if he left, right, that's a certain, like, big person leaving. Who's going to take his role? What? I, I think they're trying to figure out what this platform is. And that's why we don't even know. Because, honestly speaking, they might right now not even know. And so, I don't know, man. It's I hope they figure it out. Because again, the tech is there. Um, they they can kill it. Uh, it's just a matter of them doing what they're supposed to do, which we're all hoping that they can figure it out and keep doing it. So, anywho, that's all I got for Stadia. Let's move to Xbox Cloud Gaming. Um, as you guys know, Psychonauts 2 was released this week. Brilliant game if you guys haven't played it. And um, when it comes to GDC, GDC, when it comes to Gamescom, not trying to be like an Xbox. Some of you guys might n- not even know this about me. I actually don't like Microsoft. I'm a Sony fanboy. Um, and, you know, like I, I love Sony's first party. I always would choose Sony when the battle was on. But I, I respect the tech. And lately... I feel like Microsoft has been very consumer friendly and I feel like they've been listening to a lot of what the consumers are wanting and they're doing things that are making the consumers happy. And it just by the news and the moves that they keep making, it's just like, yo, they get it, they get it, they get it. And I think for me with Gamescom, it's another show that shows people like they get it, they get it, they get it. So let's talk. I'll give my take on Gamescom, but I'm just going to open up to the panel. What's your take on Xbox Cloud Gaming's performance here at Gamescom? To get started, Duncan, what's your take here? Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to divide this up into a couple of different grades here. Sure. I I thought uh, their conference was 
mediocre. It was the worst conference they've probably done this year. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> in terms of pacing and absolutely everything. But if you actually step back from it and look at, at the announcements, it was actually quite a reasonably good sort of conference there. It's no way, it's not as good as the E3 one, but it was it was decent enough. Uh, now, I think people are going to forget about they announced a ton more games coming to Game Pass and they're going to cloud with the Humble Bundle or the Humble deal that the, the struck. Uh, but obviously the big takeaway is the Xbox going or Xbox Cloud Gaming or whatever. It's xCloud. I'm just going to go back to xCloud because I've mentioned <laughs> xCloud in the last couple of weeks. With xCloud going on to consoles, that is just opening up a whole new ballpark for for people out there with with that going on you will be able to play series x games on last gen hardware that is what people have been wanting and i just find it really really exciting we got the reconfirmation that the flight simulator is coming to uh game pass uh, in the cloud because of this uh, and i how many consoles are out there and people playing on Xbox Ones who are going to just be able to jump in and experience next gen on on their on their old Xboxes? It is just a real, real exciting sort of time. And I think people aren't going to realize how big this is until it hits later this year, probably with the release of Halo. They must be really, really uh, excited, or not? They must be really, really uh, comfortable with they've got their infrastructure ready to go. And as we've seen with Psychonauts this uh, this week, their cloud is getting better and better, nearly with every release on it. Yeah, green, green, okay. How about you, uh, Chris? What's your take here? Uh, yeah, I think I've, I've read a few things, um, kind of people's takes on Microsoft appearance, saying that it, it's you don't always have to show up for every event. I know we've just lambasted like the cloud ones for not showing <laughs> right. up at all, but almost sometimes less is more. And I think Microsoft have uh, such a good setup at the moment already. It almost felt like they didn't need all the time. They took, and I think what Duncan was covering there, a lot of it ended up being just kind of developer interviews, which suck up a lot of the energy of the, the pacing of the show. Spending 10 minutes talking to somebody in, in a kind of interview style, it doesn't really do much for the flow of, I think, an hour or two-hour presentation. And especially if they're talking about a game that isn't in your kind of wheelhouse as such, you can very much switch off for the next 15, 20 minutes, and then, oh, there's another trailer. We're right back in with Jeff Keighley or whoever's announcing them. Right. Uh, in terms of the stuff that they showed off, more information on some great titles coming up. I think the uh, Halo, of course, getting a date. Everyone was worried it was going to get pushed back <laughs> yet again. So I think having a concrete date on that has been fantastic. Uh, Forza, just, Forza just looks absolutely beautiful, uh, as right. usual. And uh, like Duncan said, the fact that they're bringing xCloud to all the consoles it's huge. It's such a good uh, an additional consumer move. The fact that, yeah, if you've got your old dusty box sat there, that will not prevent you from playing the latest titles thanks to the power of the cloud. And that's just Microsoft utilizing the, the boxes they've already got out there in the wild yeah. to, to reach out to an audience that already exists. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I think, yeah, in terms of a, a show, definitely not the best, if not probably one of the slower-paced ones we've had in some time. But right. they can't all be they can't all be absolute smash-hit bangers, and you will have your, your slow-paced ones. Again, it's the long game, and I think a lot of the news coming out of this, 
it's just adding more to that amazing like wave that Microsoft are definitely riding high on right now. And yeah, uh, yeah she will come the end of the year with those two stellar stellar titles coming out. It's, it's going to be a, a good Christmas for Microsoft. Yeah, for sure. For sure. How about you, Monkey? What's your take on Xbox Cloud Gaming that games come? Yeah, um, I sort of tried to catch up with it quickly today. Uh, but going off of other people's opinions that I respect and trust, it wasn't the best event uh, to long in the tooth, as, as they say. Um, there was one particular event that sort of reminded me of from during the Summer Games Fest where it was just constant constant interviews about all these games with very little gameplay and you're just sitting there thinking shows the games man we don't care about all this right now we want to we want to see the games this is a big event shows the games um and it seemed to go sort of down that sort of avenue but look yeah halo date wow everyone's going to be able to play halo doesn't matter what sort of xbox you've got well you know where you are in the ecosystem um i wish i'd kept my old xbox one s just to try that out now and see how well it how well the games are going to stream over that i might pick one of them up just to just to see um but forza man the forza trailer was the best out of out of everything that uh, xbox brought during the the games that the level of detail in that game is just next level. It's just absolutely incredible. I cannot wait to get in there and try that out. Um, and we need to remember as well, it's not just the consoles they're going to be bringing xCloud to. I think they're going to use the opportunity with their streaming device probably to move into the, you know, the... The countries where, you know, the less, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the less uh, sort of advanced countries where consoles are just not a viable option, you know, like for Brazil, for instance, the, the, the amount of gamers in Brazil that will probably eat up one of these sticks and things like this when they, the streaming sticks when they come out. Um, you've got the Windows 11 integration coming, you've got the cloud running in the PC app already for insiders, that's probably going to come out very soon um, I think towards the end of the year um, the, the one thing the one thing that I'm just really missing for xCloud right now is mouse and keyboard support, I think they need to, this is an issue that's been overlooked quite somewhat recently I think they need to get that sorted I just I find it unacceptable, especially with some of the games. Some of the games I can't play because it doesn't recognise keyboard inputs on, you know, through the through the laptop and the PC. Um, Outer Worlds is one. I was want to try that. Can't get any further. I can create a character, etc. But when I go to put the name in, does not recognise any input. So the game's dead. It's literally sitting dead. So as um, it's the same it's the same on the, the mobile as well that's a big issue that uh they, they really need to fix that true true all right did we richie do we get your take here uh no i don't really have that much to add to be honest i think everything needs that's needed uh, need to be said has been said the only thing i would add is something i've said all along really um x cloud and i'm still going to call it x cloud everyone should just still call it XCloud. <laughs> it's good it's good branding just it's, it's even nice. microsoft yeah <laughs> um but i've said i think microsoft see a future 
with where you don't have a box under your TV and gaming is just in the cloud. And I think they're going to use this console generation to transition people towards that uh, in their ecosystem. And being able to play your your Xbox Series games on your Xbox One, that's just the next step towards that, getting more people comfortable playing games in the cloud. Series Series S is the gateway drug. Yeah. So this this fifty one million um, Xbox Xbox One consoles are sold, and you know that's again uh, Monkey was talking about like developing countries, right? So that's uh, most most of them who game already probably own an Xbox. So putting this in front of them, giving them an opportunity to try cloud gaming, and again mobile phones. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that's a good thing overall for it to come to the previous consoles. Um, but I do want to know for you, Richie, any games stand out in the event for you that you're looking forward to testing out? Um, not particularly, to be honest, but there again, I've never really been in, invested in Microsoft's ecosystem. Not, I've always been very much like yourself. I've when I've weighed up the platforms in the past every single time Sony've won out on the first party stuff. Right. Um I don't right. I can't recall like a single Microsoft first party game that's went I need to play that. <laughs> yeah. Um it's just it's just that simple for me. Um all the stuff they've been doing over the end of the last console generation what they've been doing so far in this one is getting me to pay a lot more attention to them where before I was kind of just switched off from Xbox almost yeah. entirely. But that's just because uh, I've already got in the past, I've got a Switch, I've got my free DS, yeah. but it's actually there behind me. Don't use it anymore. But in the past, I did. I've got my PS4, I've got PS5, now I'm in the stadium. It's like, there's, and PC, there's only so many platforms I can be involved in. Um, <laughs> but I am paying close attention to um, Microsoft, especially with xCloud. Yeah. But, yeah. True, and that's the that's what you hear in in the gaming industry, right? A, a lot of Sony fanboys are just like waking up to, wow, okay. A, again, I feel like Microsoft is really listening to the consumers, and that is, you know, the difference maker here. You know, they know what people want; they're going for it. The Bethesda studios them reacting to people saying the first party studio lineup sucks. And I'll be honest with you, it did suck, right? The repeat of Forza, Horizon, Halo, and Gears. That's why I would be honest, turned me away from Xbox. But they're like, all right, we need to fix that. They went on a buying studio spree and ended mm. up purchasing Bethesda. So again, shows that they're listening. Same here. Like the three franchises named, I have very little interest in any of them. Yeah. So... If it's if I'm buying a box just for third party games, then yeah, Xbox is great. But if you're not interested in the first party, right. all the third parties I can also play on the Sony side. And then I get things like Horizon Zero Dawn, I get Last of Us, I get the Uncharted games, right. stuff that's a bit more of my wheelhouse. Yeah. So it's one of them. It's it's we one. I've had very little interest in Xbox in the past. Right. But I actually think it's a fantastic piece of kit. Yeah. <laughs> it sure. just doesn't yeah. have the games that I want to play. Sure. Yeah, and that's I, that's what it goes back to. Ace, what you were saying about just Microsoft changing things around, but that like that kind of investment in those plans, listening to what people say, right. that was seven years in the making from them exactly. absolutely messing up the launch of the last console. So it's sure. not like they've just flicked the switch and all of a sudden everything's 
firing on all cylinders. This is deals that, that were done years in the making. You're right. So again, bringing it all back around to cloud, it's in such its infancy, infancy sorry. Yeah. The last generation of consoles was what, seven years, give or take? Yeah. And yeah. Luna's not out of beta, Stadia's not two year old. It, it, yeah, we've just seen all these changes come off the back of seven years. So yeah. again, back to what Rich was saying to echo everyone's sentiments, it's just yeah, everyone's got different tastes. Play where you want to. Some some will have pros, some will have cons, and that's just that's just life in general. Variety is the spice of life, right? True. So yeah. the, and they'll all have great things coming in the future. You just gotta just be patient and enjoy the ride, folks. That's what it's agreed, all about. Agreed. I love I love that you keep coming back to the infant stage of cloud gaming, and it's a hundred percent true. The way I game, again, you know, it's like I have all of them, right? So if, if there's a game I want, I know I can find it. Some again, I'm not playing any, I don't have any console. I have a pretty dope rig, but I don't game on it. So my thing is like the fact that I can pretty much play most AAA games in first party exclusive, except from Sony's. Um, in the cloud, I'm, I'm good. But yeah, these... Like you were saying, seven years in the making, hopefully, you know, it gives hope that a company that might not be doing well now still, you know, possibly can turn uh, turn, turn things around. So that's uh, still to see. But I do want, I think, who was that on here? Michelle. Um, you were saying that the chat is pretty hostile to Stadia. I was hoping not. Um, but... If you do feel like it's hostile, I truly apologize. We got Ray saying, I love Stadia. Um, not trying to make this hostile, uh, just giving people an opportunity to just, you know, talk about their favorite or interested clogging platform. But yeah, hopefully um, the shot is not too toxic for people. But yeah. Anyone else want to add to the Xbox Cloud Gaming stuff? I, I just want to say uh, about the games, I think that is what uh, we're waiting to see for, from Microsoft. Are all It's all the money they're sticking into the, to make these games going to pay off. I, I've said it before, and I'm still sticking with it. I think Microsoft are like a generation behind uh, PlayStation at this moment in time. They now have a couple of games in the upper upper reaches of the gaming world there but they're, they're still not consistent if you get a playstation's game a playstation exclusive game made by playstation themselves just like nintendo chances are it is going to be good we're still it's a flip of a coin still for me with microsoft uh if it's going to be an absolutely amazing game or if it's just going to be subpar and they do need to broaden out the, the scope of the games, but that's why they bought all these studios. So we're still in the wait-and-see sort of stage with them. Yes. That PlayStation, that PlayStation Studios, though, carries a lot of weight because they have just keep releasing good titles under that banner, so it gets that expectation, so they establish the quality. Nintendo have done the same over the, over decades. Microsoft, I think, in the, in the infancy of doing that, they've... They've started. Okay, we're gonna. We need to buy some studios. Our first party lineup is where we've fallen down. Let's buy studios. Bethesda was an amazing deal for them potentially. Yeah. yeah. But it's going to be a couple of years, I think, before we start really seeing fruit from that. Yeah. 
talking about just on Duncan mentioned, you know, broadening the horizon. We know that they're actively working on, you know, cloud native games, sort of integration with cloud only. They've been hiring for those positions. That's going to be a while away before we see, you know, the labours of that come to come to fruition. But yeah, I, I I'm a wee bit worried, Microsoft. How long can they keep the value up for? How long can they keep giving the consumers? You know all this you know sort of great value for money um i'm un- i'm unsure for how long they can captivate because as richie says and for some reason i've missed out in these games over the years uh i'm sort of working my way through them in playstation now just now because i i was an export i haven't owned a playstation since the playstation 2 so I missed out in in those big first party games, and now I'm playing them. I can see why people drop sixty, seventy, eighty bucks on a PlayStation exclusive game. They are absolutely different class. Um, Microsoft with their upcoming first party games have got a massive job to try and compete with the level of games that uh, Sony have been coming out with, because let's face it, that's their competition. They're not really competing with Nintendo. Um, yeah. the, the less I say about Nintendo, the better. Uh, to be honest, it's yeah. interesting. It's exciting. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if they can keep it up. Microsoft, honestly, I don't see how they can keep up the value. I, I think it's good. It's scale is one of the ways they're going to do it. They're going to be trying to get as many people as possible to get onto it and with putting them into TVs and things like that. And with gaming yeah. being different out there, how does Fortnite make money? All the micro so appealing to billions of little kids who steal their uh, mum and daddy's credit cards. Yes, uh, <laughs> we're, we're seeing that more and more. And I think you can actually see this in, in Microsoft's thinking with the games coming up this year and what games have actually been released this year. Big talking point of a game which has drawn in millions of people uh, from E3 was uh, Sea of Thieves uh, with the Pirates Life expansion. That has grown pulled a lot of people in. They're going to be doing these sort of deals, and I've seen with uh, Flight Sim as well, they're going to be tying mm. up with Top Gun. There's just going yeah. to be... It's going to be all... There's going to be service games in the subscription to keep people coming back for more and keep on dropping down for a season pass or some DLC and things like that. Your game which you like, uh, Forza, I love it too. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, but in Forza, there's so much stuff you can go in and buy. You can buy the times, the time savers. You can go buy these extra car packs and things like that. That is how they're going to make the sustainable. I can't say it now. Sustainable. You know what I'm trying to say. Sustainable. <laughs> yeah. so, down the line uh, by adding all these D- DLC in their key games. So but when does when does it become boring though? Sorry, because I, I find this right. I'm a very pernickety person when it comes to games. I either usually love them or hate them. And I'm finding less and less games that I'm really enjoying these days. Like the only games that I can consistently enjoy are games like Near Automata, Near Replicant, you know, games written by you know such a creative mind like Yoko Taro who 
can capture my imagination and you know capture and immerse me into the worlds that he creates. I just feel like there's less and less games like that coming. It's just a lot of it seems to be you know sort of recycled, add a wee bit different here, something a wee bit, but nothing, nothing that's brand new and exciting. Yeah. And there's a lot of repetitiveness I feel in games. So who's going to be the one to come out and give us something brand new that can? You know, yes. encapsulate someone like me. Some I want to give you 40, 50 hours of my time in this game, yeah. but give me a reason to give you that time. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, sorry. Uh, but I think just like Richie was saying, when you look at Sony's first party studios, there's a reason why, you know, their logo carries weight and Nintendo as well. They've proven that. I mean, I if Sony released a game, best believe, like, you're getting a damn great experience with that game released i feel like those games and then when it comes to you know again microsoft it's been rinse and repeat but with bethesda on the you know um think about like starfield next year and the next Elder scrolls the next doom you know those games are going to be exclusive to that platform so i i feel like soon right that deal is going to start playing out to where they are going to hopefully start having those games that make you say, shoot, I need to pick an Xbox for this. I need to play this on the Microsoft console. But um, I get what you're saying. There's less and less of those like Eco, Shadow of the Colossus. Those are, like, those are my games, man, you know. Um, but it feels like there's less and less of those type of games. But hopefully we start seeing those games and seeing creativity go back into making games like that but yeah yeah what i would say uh to hell monkey's point i think uh, x uh game pass is actually going to encourage them sort of games i think we're going to see a lot more experimental games on the game pass uh from microsoft studios just to keep the content going and because they don't have to worry about how many how much the game is going to sell they can be a bit more creative and a bit more experimental. We've got that new Rare game coming out, and is it next year or two years' time? Mm-hmm. Which, which is completely lost, uh, came out from my head. Or <laughs> it's a brand new IP that is going somewhere completely different. So, I, I, I'm actually quite relaxed about uh, new new types of games and experiences coming to Xbox because of because of Game Pass. Yeah, I agree. Um, just something to bring out when it comes to Game Pass and, you know, the way media format has been going. Some people don't think, like, Game Pass is going to be sustainable in the long run. And if you look at this, the reason why Netflix and all these other companies are trying to go to Disney Plus, that streaming approach, and then you look at what's happening with music and Spotify, they found a way to make, you know, these streaming... I like Netflix-like service work for them. And I think gaming is just a matter of time. And I think Microsoft is in forefront of this. Game Pass is going to be something that companies look at and say, like, if it's successful, you're going to see them hopefully start, like, modeling that. But, yeah, I feel like that's where gaming is moving in the future. And they're ahead of you're ahead of it right now and it's a matter of time i'm telling you before you start seeing all these companies look at that and say how can we make something similar to that but yeah Mm -hmm. all right 
don't want to talk y'all's ear off, but I want to say Richie and Chris, man, it's great having you guys on here. Very insightful. Love y'all's take on the cloud gaming discussion pieces. And yes, it's it's been awesome having you guys on the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure, Ace. Thank you very much for having us. Um, I, w- I will say as well, in, in all of the stuff that we've covered today, ups and downs, lefts and rights and everything, um, the best thing with gaming in general is it, it's always evolving, it's always changing, and there's space for everyone. There's space yep. for all models, all subscription styles, types, buy a game outright, get a game on a mobile game. Our mantra in our channel that was thankfully coined by Richie many, many months ago now. That we I probably stole this. You probably stole it in some way, shape, or form. But what we definitely attest to is play wherever makes you the happiest. Exactly. Like that in a nutshell. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it's with, who where it's at, how much you pay. I mean, how much you paid for it is kind of a key point to it. But yeah. uh, everyone has a certain degree yeah. in their wallet. But at its core, yeah, just play wherever you enjoy playing. Like, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. You play on Stadia, Luna, GeForce Now. Hell, dig out your old Game Boy from 1992 and have a go on that. It'll still work. But yeah, thank you very much for having us on. It's been great. And uh, I think it's great to have conversations that cover all all platforms. Yeah. But uh, yeah, always approach them from an open mind. Yes, some are better than others, arguably, but that's all cool. That's yeah, all cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me just uh, give you all um, a sec to let people know what you do and where they can find you. So to get started... Duncan, sir, what do you do and where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, Cloudy with Games. We've got uh, lots of stuff happening tomorrow, which I haven't probably uh, talked about enough, but uh, you can check me out there. Awesome, awesome. Good to have you always on the show. Sound of Stadia, Chris and Richie, what do you do, sirs? And where can people find you, sirs? Ooh, you Guys. can find us at youtube.com forward slash Sounds of Stadia or on Twitter at Sounds of Stadia, where we do a weekly Stadia and gaming podcast rounding up very similar to this, all the Stadia and gaming news. And as a part of a discussional chat show for about an hour and a half, it drops every Monday on YouTube and all the podcast services that are available out there. We also have a topical side quest show where we go off the beaten path and talk a little bit a little bit more in-depth about a very specific subject. Uh, again, it branches off from the news and it allows us to talk a little bit more at length, as do you guys on this show. And we also do live streams, first looks, and have a Discord and everything. So just, yeah, search for Sounds of Stadia. You'll find us. You'll find me personally at CyberChris2077. If you want to hear more personal takes as opposed to the channel's overall views. And, uh, yeah, Richie is two th- uh, another one-third of us. We do have Tom, who's our co-host, on Matter, no, he's on paternity leave. I did it again. Paternity, paternity, paternity leave because he is a he's a dad. And, he's a papa. Uh, he's a papa. And Richie's yeah, one of my longtime life yeah. friends and also fellow co-hosts as well. So I'll hand it over to him to sign off his bit. Yeah, I mean, well, Chris just pretty much summed up what our channel does, so it's <laughs> not hard for me to do. Um, but you can catch me on Twitter at RichieC89, and I definitely recommend this. Um, if you want to know more about us as Sounds of Stadia, this week's side quest was actually on us as part of our one reaching 100 episodes. We decided to go into a bit of like why we started the channel, why we decided to start covering Stadia. So it's if someone's new to the channel, it's probably a good starting point for you. Yeah. I have to say I'm a big fan of the SideQuest show and it's it's so yeah it's it's so cool just having 30 minutes or so to just really get into it and I have mm. to say like I said earlier 
Um, something I really appreciate about you guys is you guys are, you know, you're you're honest about discussion. Oh, there we go. Damn it. Damn Bye. It. <laughs> Still here, guys. What a way to end the show. I, I did like make that. it, guys. I, I have to say it did make the two hours. But anyway, I do appreciate you guys because, again, you guys just give it like it is. If, you know, Stady is having a good time, you guys let us know. If they're not, you guys let us know. I, I just love the honesty and the consistency. I would say you guys are one of the most consistent people. You guys don't miss shows. And it, it's pretty cool to have that 100 episodes of your yeah. podcast. Yeah. It's really We're incredible. just a surprise, so, the fact that, yeah. again, again, like many of us, it just started off as a hobby, talking about <laughs> games. Every weekend, we'll get together as friends and just start chatting. And yeah, 100 weeks. Consi- yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, being at home on lockdown has helped us be consistent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hundred weeks is a long damn time to do yeah. anything. Right, right. <laughs> but so yeah, gonna, yeah, great. Good stuff, man. Really enjoy y'all stuff. So great to have you again. Great discussion piece on here as well. Um, link is in the description. You guys can go check them out and I'll tweet this afterwards too. Good stuff overall. Um, Monkey, do you have anything to plug? Keep your eyes peeled. We got some new stuff coming. That's going to be exciting and different. Okay. Do we? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah, that, right. that that purchase I was going to make. Oh, okay, soon. okay, okay. Yeah. Ah, All right. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Thank you, Monkey. It's good to have you again. Glad that you feel a lot better this week. Um, Thank but you. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right, fellas, we'll be back again same time next week. And again, appreciate this guy, these guys, uh, Sons of Stadia. Definitely check them out. Link is in the description below. We'll catch you guys next week. Till next time. Bye, y'all. Bye.